When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Number 11 on the top 25 most interesting fantasy basketball players is Paul Reed. B-ball Paul. He's a per 36 stat monster, but will he have enough opportunity this season for us to get some serious fantasy value? Let's go! Jordan, open! talking about G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we are continuing our countdown of the top 25 most fascinating, most interesting, and potentially the most influential fantasy basketball players for the 2023-24 season. And we have arrived at the last player in the teens, B-Ball Paul at number 11, Paul Reed, who... Earlier in the preseason was getting unbelievably hyped and I might have contributed a little bit to that because this man's numbers are insane. Uh, there's been you know a signing or two and maybe one that hasn't yet happened that might yet influence his fantasy potential and production this season. But he is definitely one of the more fascinating players that could have a massive implication on fantasy basketball uh, teams this season. He could also not really have any implications on fantasy basketball teams this season. It might be something that really just blows away and and doesn't actually change anything, but it could be a huge, huge steal. So he definitely deserves a spot on this list. This is number 11. If you have missed any of the last uh, 15 players that we've gone through on the top 25 most interesting players, be sure to go and check them out. We go through every player that we are talking on this list in detail as to what their uh, road is to success, the risks of them failing, and everything in between in terms of what we can expect from them this season. So let's talk B-ball Paul We'll have a look at what he is. So he is a, he's 24 uh, years old. He is going late in drafts. Yahoo ADP has him at 143.3, ESPN 140.1, Fantrax 141.8. All very late at the end of drafts. Now, I have seen Beeble Paul go quite high in drafts because uh, myself, a few other analysts are very high on him and for good reasons. It doesn't take much research to really figure out 
why we're interested and why we like people, Paul, if he gets the opportunity. And uh, probably a few weeks ago, he was getting drafted a lot of drafts at the 100s, 110s, sometimes even the 90s, um, because people were very excited to get him as they fly at the end of the drafts, and they went earlier and earlier and earlier. It seems to me now that he is maybe starting to go back a little bit to where we want him to go in the 120s, 130s, which I think is a better place for him to go. But that doesn't mean that we should be any less excited about what he could potentially do. But let's talk about how realistic that is to expect. So if we just break down the numbers before we get there, though, uh, last year he played 69 games. Minutes per game is one thing that I want you to highlight here. He played... um, uh, 10.9 minutes per game, as you can see on the screen here. Uh, 10.9 minutes per game, so very limited um, playing time opportunity. And in that time, he ranked 245th per game, 251st in a minus one ranking. And in Yahoo points, he was 322nd. So he definitely is a better category league player because of his prowess on the defensive side of the floor and his defensive stats and steals and blocks. So for a points league, he maybe isn't the best flyer at the end of the draft, but for a category league, he certainly, certainly is. Because if he does come off, he will come off in a big, big way. Let's talk about his numbers if they were to get a little bit more opportunity. So we'll talk about, this is where the excitement comes, his per 36 numbers. Now, you look at these numbers and and per 36 numbers have their issues, but we'll go into why I believe that they hold a little bit more weight for a player like Paul Reed in a second. But in his per 36 numbers, the man averages 13.7 points per game, 12.5 rebounds per game, great rebounder, 1.3 assists, so bad assist guy. He also doesn't shoot any threes, 2.2 steals, 2.4 blocks. They're the juicy numbers right there. 2.2 steals, 2.4 blocks with 12.5 rebounds. Incredible. 59.7% from the field. He also isn't bad from the free throw line at 73%. And if we average everyone's per 36 numbers out, he would be 46th in per 36 ranking. So he'd be a top 50 player if every player was playing 36 minutes. So uh, and that's including there's, there's a lot of other permanent beasts out there that maybe don't have, you know, I think like Jonathan Isaac or something like that is right up there in the top 10. Uh, a lot of those centers that maybe don't that struggle to get two big minutes. He is um, sitting still quite very high with a bunch of those guys at 46 per game. So the numbers per 36 are there. Now, a lot of the time, what we see when we talk about per 36 guys, especially in numbers such as steals and blocks, because they are small sample sizes, when we see players uh, in a per 36 sense play more minutes, their numbers do start to come down. And their, their per 36 doesn't actually reflect what the player does when they um, potentially get more Uh, minutes and more opportunity. And what I want to do, first of all, is go through a bit of a game log for uh, Paul Reed and see if, just looking at last season, see if we can pick out the the times. There's a few opportunities through the season where he did get a larger opportunity and have a look and see what his stats did. So let's cross. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply on over there so what we are on here is basketball monsters game log page for paul reed so going through the season you can obviously see here here is the minutes column in this section here then you've got his points threes rebounds assists steals blocks yada 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 so on this one here obviously start of the season not much opportunity five minutes nine minutes three minutes two minutes garbage time right didn't really play anything at all um not really any stats in amongst this and this all goes to his average as well right so when you when you have an average here it's like that all counts to to your average right as we get here we see okay oh first game where he's got some meaningful minutes 18 points six steals two blocks okay well there you go that's something to, to monitor um Okay, let's next game where we've got some meaningful minutes. 12, I mean, would you call that meaningful minutes? Okay, a game with 31 minutes per game. 19 points, 10 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks. A game with 20 plus minutes. Uh, 6 points, 8 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 blocks. And nearly 20 minutes again. 7 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, no blocks. Okay, so there's a game where it didn't quite translate. That's like the first one. Next game, 30 minutes, 13 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, 2 blocks. Okay, good numbers again. All right, minutes are back down, back down. Doesn't really get any opportunity until later. 24 minutes. Oh, here we go. 16 points, 12 rebounds, 3 steals. And again, great shooting. 85.7 from the field, 100% from the free throw line. All right, still low minutes, 3 minutes. Yeah, 1 minute here. Um, Nothing really to write home about. Okay, getting closer to 20. 17 minutes, 2 steals, 3 blocks, 60% from the field. Um. Again, 28 minutes, another opportunity here. 14 rebounds, two blocks, 70% from the field. Every time, well, nearly, we had that one game where he didn't put up a great stat line, but every time the man gets some more minutes, you know, 16 points, nine rebounds, two steals, one block. Later in the season, we had two back-to-back games and 20 plus. 10, 8, 1 uh, one assist, two steals. Last game of the season, 28 minutes, 17 points, 10 rebounds, two steals, five blocks. Every time the man has been given a larger role, a role where he's playing more than 20 minutes per night, he puts up fantasy stats that are absolutely to die for. So when we look back at his per 36 numbers, a lot of the time players, when they get the opportunity in a larger role, those per 36 numbers do not translate. You saw it in players like Mark Williams last year, had 1.1 blocks in 14 minutes, and then had 1.1 blocks when he got a larger role in 26 minutes. It, it The minutes went up, but the production didn't quite follow through as well. But for Paul Reed, there have been pockets and flashes that suggest that he is a player that is capable of doing Doing that and expanding his production at, at the same rate at which his minutes expand as well. So 
He is someone that I think has the potential to buck the trend of players getting larger minutes and continuing to see their per 36 numbers doing the same as what they would do in limited roles as well. So he is someone that is uh, worth getting excited for. The other thing that, again, so we're talking about all this Paul Reed stuff. The thing that got myself very excited was a podcast. I believe it was the Patrick Beverly podcast where Nick Nurse himself was talking uh, to Patrick Beverly Again, I think it was that one. Don't quote me on that one. But he basically, from his own mouth, the, the coach's mouth, basically said that Paul Reed is definitely going to be playing some minutes next to Joel Embiid, and he will be playing a lot more and have a lot more opportunity than he has in the past. Now, what we need to do is read between the lines a little bit here because that doesn't give us a whole lot of information. It's definitely a positive sign, but is it enough for us to get really excited about? Because if we go back here and on this screen, we we saw that he played just 10.9 minutes. So him playing 16 minutes, 17 minutes a knife would still fit within those comments being correct because that would still be a much bigger role than what he's played in the past. But for fantasy basketball purposes, that probably still would not be enough for him to be a very decent standard uh, category league player. He probably still would fall short of being someone that you have to have on your roster. What we need for him is probably 20 more likely 21, 22 minutes per night at least, and any more than that is just icing on the cake. So how can we find those minutes and how realistic is for us to expect that to happen and what needs to happen for those minutes to come? So the last thing we're going to have a look at here on this podcast is we're going to go over to what I believe is the depth chart for the Philadelphia 76ers. And of course, there are so many things that can still change for this team, but let's try and crack it down and have a look. So I wonder if I can make that a little bigger for you guys. Can I make that a little bigger? Let's try and zoom in. Here we go. Does that look all right? Yeah, okay. We can probably see that a bit better now. So, okay. So this is where I see the depth chart happening for the Philadelphia 76ers. Straight away, the first big domino that has to either fall or not, and we get some kind of confirmation either way, is what the hell is going on with James Harden? Because... In this depth chart, I've kind of assumed that he is there. And if he is there, we know Nick Nurse is a madman and he plays his starters big minutes. James Harden is definitely still one of their best players on the team. So if he's there and he's in the team and he's locked in, he's playing 35 minutes a night. And I think that's even maybe being conservative. I think he could play 36 or or knowing Nick Nurse, he could play 37 minutes. So... I've got James Harden in for 35, but say James Harden was to become someone like Terrence Mann, who you've heard a bit like, then Terrence Mann, I don't think is getting 35 minutes. Maybe that 35 becomes like a 28 or a 27 or 26 even. Like that frees up a bunch of minutes that we can spread out amongst these players. The other assumption that I'm making, again, I'm using Nick Nurse's history in Toronto he played like a nine-man group, like an eight-man rotation with some guys basically not playing that much every night. So in this rotation, you'll see I've got nine players listed here. Some players of note that are not included in this rotation are players like Mo Bamba, Jaden Springer, who I really like as a young player, and Danny Green, James Harden, obviously the X-Factor we just spoke about. So if Mo Bamba, Jaden Springer, and Danny Green, if any one of them uh, figure to feature predominantly in this rotation, it does make it quite hard. But this is how I think that it could potentially play out and how I'm almost projecting it to play out at this stage. I've got Paul Reed in these kind of spots. He's going to play eight minutes um, 
behind PJ Tucker as the backup power forward. That will constitute the minutes that Nick Nurse said he will play next to Joel Embiid. And then he's also going to take all of the backup minutes behind Joel Embiid, assuming Embiid's playing 36 minutes a night. So that gives him 12 minutes plus eight. That's 20 minutes a night, which is kind of just barely serviceable. Now, in my projections, when I've got him projected for 20 minutes a night, he comes out as like a 110th ranked player on a minus one ranking. Again, that's punting either the threes or the assists for him. So he won't contribute in either of those categories. It's really his values in rebounds, steals, blocks, and field goal percentage, which obviously has value. But again, just keep that in mind. He won't score a lot. He won't shoot threes and he won't give you assists. So I have him at the moment, at 20 minutes a night. And that is assuming PJ Tucker plays 24 minutes, which it wouldn't surprise me. And if I was the coach of the team, like PJ Tucker could play 14 minutes a night if I was coaching the team. I, I could even remove him from the rotation completely because I don't know what PJ Tucker, maybe he shoots the corner ball three a little bit better than Paul Reed, but I think that Paul Reed can basically do everything that Tucker does on the defensive end of the court. And he's probably a better, smarter, more mobile player than a PJ Tucker at this point. I mean, PJ Tucker's 38 years old. I don't really see the need for him to play a lot of minutes. But again, I'm trying to be a little bit more conservative. So 24 minutes is what I've allocated to PJ Tucker. But there is a likelihood that maybe that comes down. And again, if James Harden has moved, there's a lot of talk about PJ Tucker and James Harden kind of being joined at the hip. And if one goes, they both go. So that could also be completely alleviated as well. So one upside factor. But for right now, he's there for 24. I've got Tobias Harris splitting his time basically between the small forward and power forward. So he's getting 19 minutes here, 16 minutes there, giving him 35 in total. Maxi's going to get his 36. Again, um, Nick Nurse is a madman. Um, and that leaves 18 minutes for Ubre. I've also got 20 minutes for Melton and 16 minutes for Beverly, which in my opinion, it all sounds reasonable, but for all of them, it's probably on the lower side. Like, if someone was to argue with me that Kelly Rowe plays 20 or 22 minutes, I think there's a reasonable argument for that. If Melton was to play 24, 25 minutes, again, I would like him to play that much. Um, that, that's a reasonable argument. Beverly, 16, I've got him here. He could play 18 to 20 minutes. So, it's it's an optimistic viewpoint, I believe, for him to get to 20 minutes with a few things that could happen that make it go even higher than that in terms of the James Harden potential move and the PJ Tucker potential shitness or potential move as well. So you could see it kind of going either way from this spot. So I've kind of settled in the middle and have him projected at 20 minutes. In a 20-minute-a-night role, I don't think he's changing your life in fantasy basketball, but all it would take is an injury to Kelly Oubre, to Tobias Harris, to Joel Embiid, even to one of these guards. I think an injury to any one of those players, and I see Paul Minutes' minutes going up because you're going to see you know players like Tobias Harris shift down more to the small forward. You know players like DeAnthony Melton when they they're not going to play some of these you know three guard lineups when you've got Melton, Tyrese, and and Harden out there. You, you're going to see everyone sort of shift down. So I think Paul Reed has the opportunity to benefit from any injury that comes along to the 76ers, any trade really that comes along to the 76ers. So there is a lot of upside here. So if you are the team that drafts, uh, sorry, not Tobias Harris, drafts Paul Reed. I think you need to be patient enough and at least give him maybe two to three weeks at a minimum, 
more likely, in my opinion, a month is what I like to give players like this that have the potential. It was the same thing for DeAnthony Melton last season. He started off slow, and then I think there was a Harden injury, then a Tyrese Maxey injury, kind of back-to-back. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, geez, sneezing into the, into the mic. Um, and then DeAnthony Melton popped off, and he started putting out some big numbers, ended up playing closer to 28 minutes for the entire season. So um, I think Paul Reed could be in a similar case. And if Embiid went... If he ever went down, Paul Reed would be like just off the rails, must grab, uh, like sell the farm to get him on your on your side because he would go absolutely crazy with rebounds, defensive stats, field goal percentage. He'd score probably in that point. It, it would just be wild. So Paul Reed in that situation is is crazy. He is someone that with the roster constructed that how it is and with everyone healthy, he needs a few things to go his way. And probably, in the most likelihood scenario, probably doesn't blow up and doesn't become a must-add player until one of those dominoes falls. So for that reason, that's why I push against going any earlier than the 10th round, in my opinion. If you foresee any of those things that we talked about happening and you're really confident or really sure it's going to happen, you think Joel Embiid's injury-prone and he's going to go down in the first you know, couple of weeks of the season with an injury, then Paul Reed at round 10 is fine. It's as early as I would go because that's your last starting spot. And then you maybe go a safer play in picks in rounds 11 and maybe in rounds um, you know, 13 or 14 as well. And you just take your flyer one pick earlier if there's not anyone else that you really like at that spot. But understand that if you're picking him at that spot, there is a strong likelihood that he is someone that you might need to drop after three to four weeks because he's just not getting the opportunity and you're falling behind in the standings and you need to make those waiver wire moves. You need to stream that position to make sure you don't fall too far behind. So understanding that holding him at the moment is probably most likely a luxury, but a move that could potentially, if something happens or something were to change or PJ Tucker, we just realized that he sucks then Paul Reed could really blow up and provide, you know, those elite numbers that we spoke about before. So that is B-Ball Paul. Let me know what you guys think about B-Ball Paul and where do you think you will be trying to draft him in your fantasy basketball leagues. Um, The next player, we are moving now. We're going into our top 10. So we have 10 more players to discuss. Very exciting times. All very fascinating players. And I'm really excited to talk about this next one because I think he's being slept on in a way, maybe overhyped in other ways. It's very hard to pin him down. I'll give you a hint But before I do, if you are enjoying this series, guys, please make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. We are on the target. We are trying to get to 10,000 subscribers. If you haven't subscribed and you've been watching a lot of these videos, getting a lot of value out of it, um, would be very appreciative if you uh, hit that subscribe button. And right next to it, there's a big old thumbs up. You might want to click that as well. The hints for tomorrow's podcast. We are talking about another player that will likely start the season coming off the bench. But just like Paul Reed, this guy has top 50 upside. And I think he's going to get there this season. I, I really think he's going to get there this season. I think that's a pretty easy clue. Drop it down in the comments. Who do you think the guy is at number 10? Let me know. And uh, let me know, again, where are you drafting Paul Reed? Do you have him already in any of the drafts that you've already had? Let me know. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.